So, computers. The people from Fantastical, Flexibits, have made a contacts app called Cardhop. Uh, how is there ever a contacts app that's not better than having what someone type phone? in their phone number and you texting them? <laughs> <laughs> and I've yet to see anything that's ever better than that. That seems to, like, I actually, I... I didn't move quickly enough. Someone gave me their card on Monday because my phone wasn't right on me because I was wandering around the office. And But I was just like, don't, please don't give me your card. Are you taking it? Give it right back. Yeah. She, like Then she was leaving the office. And so I, I took the card. It's a nice card. But then like now I, then I entered it into my contacts and we texted each other and now I just, just trash. <laughs> but what does this magical contact app do now that I've hated on it without even knowing what it is? I don't know. It's probably like Fantastical where it's a calendar, but looks better. It's probably Oh, I don't know. Fantastical. Fantastical is a nice Fantastical app. is pretty good. I stopped using it, it when I upgraded to High Sierra. Is it fantastic, though? Is it? It is moderately fantastic, yeah. Is that uh, integration with other calendars like you could? No, it just uses, I, I don't know what accounts you can use. I, I just use like Google Apps. But it also has like reminders built in and uh, it had a better interface for entering it still does actually it has a better interface for entering events like it has like that smart text parsing but a lot better than apple's default calendar app i've always wanted a contacts app that's kind of like crm software but not for business just for personal oh uh, like, like i want to i want to remember facts about people and like be able to look them up quickly and so then like be reminded of my when, friend like, uses one <laughs> what's it called i think it's contactually that's I don't know. It's like that sounds startup-y, right? <laughs> um, no, oh, CRM and contact management software. So she, uh, so it's Kareen, who I don't know if you know her, but she's an amazing networker. She's actually been giving some really good talks about networking lately. She's a community manager for Neo4j right now, which is a graph database that I don't know anything about really, and I should know something about to be honest. Um, but she uses Contactually, and it. Uh, she uses it just for everything and like she meets someone in the bar and they exchange numbers they go and contactually and they get tagged and with like you know their industry or the context and notes and it'll uh, you can set people into different buckets of you know I want to more like because if you've ever read a networking book which I don't know if you have have you read a networking book I have read uh, get clients now, or I'm, I'm partially through it. Have you read anything like Never Eat Alone or How to Win Friends right. and Influence People? I've I've read the basics of How to Win Friends and Influence People, but not. Never yeah, Eat there's Alone. probably a BuzzFeed article that covers it at this point. I read it in college before BuzzFeed existed. So, um, but but in terms of you know things like I want you know contacts are only valuable if they're you know actually contacts and not just cards. Uh, meaning that you have talked in the last while uh, and, you know, know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you can put people in. She was she was telling me about uh, telling us about this. She gave a talk at bar camp last week at Philly bar camp uh, and that you can put people into, you know, I want to contact this person. I want to have a contact with this person every 30 days, uh, every 60, every 90, if you want. And then it'll it'll hook into your email uh, and you can, if this is the right thing, it'll, uh, whatever thing she was talking about, it'll hook into your email and it'll reset that counter anytime you email them. That's like, oh, okay. So it's like, it's super automated in terms of like, it, you know, it's, it costs money, but she says it's completely worth it. And I mean, she's an amazing networker and also she's a community manager. So it's literally her job. Um, so it seems cool if I go into like consulting in the future or something else, 
Um, but even if even if not, it's just yes. managing you your network. Moves somewhere, but you always forget to talk to each other. Yeah, that, if that friend moves to somewhere that oh, rhymes shit. with you know Beattle, <laughs> and it's forty dollars a month. Is it? Oh, for yeah. this one, there's not like yeah. a cheaper version. Ooh, it's forty dollars no. a month for basic. Which what is totally worth it if you run a if you run a business on networking. But I just want to like. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is probably I need to use the notes field or the contact app more often. <laughs> right, and that's that's what I do. That's my version of the yeah. It's like how instead of a business card app, I just send people text messages. Um, but isn't the uh, initial barrier just getting the contact in? I guess that's for texting someone comes in. Yeah, texting someone, saving their name, and then I put in a notes field of, or actually my super quick version, because I will forget, is I'll put the context in their name. Like, I'll be, like, this person, this meetup where we met, their last name. Oh. (laughs) Because, uh, like, you know, a month later, I'm going to see, like, a text from Sharon in my phone. I'll be like, who's Sharon? (laughs) Why are they texting me? Javon Philly RB Diary. I'm trying to think. I don't think you all had. I don't think you all have ever had fake names in my phone. <laughs> um, a lot of people have. So it's funny, especially for you, like Justin Campbell. It's funny because you have a pretty, you know, you have a kind of a a, a basic name. <laughs> um, <laughs> your name's a little basic. basic. Um, yeah. and uh, <laughs> um, and uh, but like you're the only Justin Campbell. So like I haven't had to you know do the thing. Or like Code for America shows up in here. I'm like browsing. There's someone who uh, oh bikes and hiking <laughs> is uh, on someone's last name. Uh, somebody's last like their name includes Mormon, and I I think that maybe the Mormon Church. Yeah, I don't know how I met them. I don't know who that person is anymore. Um, but recurse center people, things like that. Like oh my uh. The middle name of my ex stepfather in law is stepfather in law. <laughs> I can remember who that guy is. Um, but yeah, that's if you don't know what to do, put it in the name. Generally, doing something is good. That's actually what I would do when I I was collecting cards more. Is I would go home mm-hmm. and because this is like I think in how to win friends and influence people is I would go home and either that night or the next day. Uh, recently, I I still did this, but I did it like two months late. And you know what? Whatever, that's fine. Um. But I had written, you ever get the tip where you write a note on the back of the card? So you talk to the person and you have a pen. And so you write, you know, oh, I talked to, like, I talked to Beth and we talked about fintech and how I think fintech is cool, but I think bros are terrible. Uh, And so if one day that were a thing, that would be interesting uh, to me. And so I want, like, so I categorize them as a longer term contact of, I want to keep in touch, you know, when I'm on their coast or they're on my coast, let's say hi, kind of thing. Um, and keep that contact. Cause this is more like a, you know, three to five year kind of big picture thing. Right, right. Um, so, so I had a note on, on her card. And then two months later, I emailed her and it's like, hey, I remember I said I'd email you and I had written on the card that I, you know, want like was going to send you this resource. And so it was really late. But, you know, here it is. And I used to be really good about doing that right away. So, I've been doing you know, that talking about my... an article, talking about something useful, um, recommendations, sending those things and like having a reason to email somebody. And right. then it's in your Gmail history, too, if you manage your contacts with Gmail, because then you associate conversations with that email. Hmm. It's all a system. <laughs> I, I, I've been trying to do uh, getting things done, uh, and there's an mm-hmm. inbox where you just kind of dump things to do. So, like, yesterday I was at a conference, so I just – anytime I mentioned something to somebody, like, oh, I want to send you this 
this link or this job description or something. Uh, I wrote it down there and then when oh, I got the home, I, yeah, I just filtered through that and yeah, no, that's yeah, totally. What conference were you at? Yeah, yeah. We, like isn't we went to uh, Jervon and I were at the Software as Craft conference, which is at the Barnes Foundation, which was a super cool building that I didn't know existed. Oh, that's depressing. Okay, <laughs> I've never been. That you didn't know it existed. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It was I a guess big deal. Well, in my defense, the building is relatively new, and the collection moved from, was it in Bryn Mawr before? Berwyn? Yeah, Lower, Lower, Lower Marion. Marion. I used yeah. to bike by it all the time on bike rides. So the current location is very new. This is very true. It is very new. Recommendation, everyone watch Art of the Steel, which is about the Barnes Foundation, if you want to learn more about it. Oh, I found it on YouTube. The quality wasn't great. It's like four dollars on Amazon. <laughs> it's a pen, four dollars. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the conference was really good. Jervon was an organizer. So were many other people. And many other people, yeah. And so, what was something you learned? Me or Jervon? Oh, true. Um, Justin could go first. Yeah, Justin goes first. There was a lot of good talks that I tweeted about. Um, I liked. Uh, I think it was John Moore um, talked about um, the universal universal scalability law, which is essentially that like it, it's used for computing in like uh, contention of resources and um, basically if you have work and then you have processors working on that work, once you hit like four or six, the uh, the uh, performance improvements you get are kind of negligible and it can actually start decreasing. But the slide and he was uh, applying it to teams. So like um, after you hit like four to six people, people have to communicate uh, more information with each other and they get blocked by each other more often. And productivity can actually decrease like after you cross maybe like seven or eight. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, there was another thing in the same talk, I believe, called the OODA loop, um, OODA loop. Uh, which is in my is in my inbox, in my my task list. I haven't actually looked up yet, um, but he was saying that uh, they found that fighter pilots were uh, the ones that were more effective and usually won uh, dogfights. Were not the ones that were uh, better better fighters, better pilots, whatever. It it was the ones that could go through a like um, get situ- situation awareness evaluate situation and make the decision and then do that loop over and over again. Whoever could do that loop faster usually won the dogfight. Um, so it wasn't about like skill. It was about um, iterating faster. That makes sense. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Look, look that up. OODA loop. Um, OODA loop. Okay. Uh, what else did I see? Um, you like the, the, uh, the stack overflow study. Oh yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I tweeted a lot about it, but I didn't, uh, yeah, the Stack Overflow was talking a lot about. Uh, there was a data scientist from Stack Overflow that was talking oh, about. Uh, not that one, the other one. Language tags. I like that one too. Which one? The one before oh. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was um, one about um, people contributing for the first time for, for Stack Overflow. Um, and they basically researched uh, how um, gender affects people posting for the first time. And essentially, like, if people see other people that they identify with, on a site, they are more likely to engage. Um, and they also did an experiment where they offered people the opportunity to have their question, um, I guess, like pre-edited 
like they could ask a mentor for like, hey, does this question make sense? Am I am I asking the right way? Because a lot of people felt like they weren't asking the right way, um, or that they, you know, you think your question's stupid, you think that um, doesn't make sense, whatever. Uh, so having a they have a chat where people could like take other question and then it would ask like, hey, do you want a mentor to look at this question with you before you post it? And then people that did that were more likely to post. Um, yeah, I learned a lot and I liked a lot of the talks. I'm having trouble like picking them out of the air right now. I just look at my Twitter history. Jerome, what were your favorite talks? Uh, the same as you. John Marwan, <laughs> Danae's talk was good. Um, I like the data in the Stack Overflow one that you started mentioning. Um, like, I don't, I don't know what to do with the, with the information in the talk, but I, it was good to know that that information existed. Um, uh, John Moore talked about how they structure standards committees similar to the IETF, um, and that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's something we're trying, and uh, it has um, it's a things. It's a thing. I can say it. it's actually a thing. There was a lightning talk by Jessica San about disagreeing uh, amongst your team and with your um, superiors. Like that's kind of necessary to have an a, a effective team. Um, that was pretty cool. I like that she was like, if you're not disagree, was it disagree? Or like, if you're not giving feedback, you're not doing your job. Basically, if your job is to be engaged and give feedback, and there is a time for certain types of feedback. Also, you can't always be mean all the time. Not be mean, but certain things should be said in certain situations. Mike's talk was good too. Um, yeah, I learned a lot about Concourse CI. That was cool. Mike Ball. There were a lot of good talks. Concourse CI is kind of like similar to Jenkins or TeamCity, um, but it's more structured around pipelines. So you have like inputs and outputs and or what they call them, resources maybe. Um, but you can basically have like a GitHub repo and that could be, so you could have a trigger that's like GitHub pull requests. And then you could have a, <clears throat> a job that's like test pull requests essentially. And then like the output is update the status on GitHub. <clears throat> that's a very simple one that that should be built out of the box for most most systems. But you can do much more advanced things from that. Uh, you can have each like each job output output to different steps instead of just one. Um, <clears throat> so he was basically explaining how like a lot of his team and teams he work, works with use use this to have like end to end automation for a lot of uh, deployments, rollbacks, uh, testing, all kinds of stuff. The theme of that talk was basically try to automate things and it will remove some human errors. So you went to bar camp? I and did. I yeah. I've missed the last two bar camps. Uh, well, to be fair, last year's bar camp was the Saturday after the election. Uh, so even if I did have a ticket, I probably would have stayed inside and stared at the ceiling instead. Um, so this year was much better <laughs> in terms of timing. Uh, and I have friends on the organizer squad and they're happy to, this was newer to have it more toward the front of October versus in November. And so uh, it was good. Uh, I think it was, it's kind of a, a conference pattern for me that I, I ended up, like going to all my friends' talks. <laughs> and the ones that weren't my friends' talks, I didn't actually like. Um, so I guess either I have great friends or I'm clickish, but or both. Why not both? I think both. Um, 
But so my friend Dawn Fallick uh, did an amazing talk and uh, she actually gave this at Indie Hall, but I was at Traveling to Strange Loop when she was giving it at Indie Hall uh, and she was only giving a short version. But anyway, so at D Fallick, F-A-L-L-I-K on Twitter, she is writing a book on social anxiety and loneliness, uh, the most exciting of topics um, for about people in their 20s and 30s, and especially. She's a journalist and professor at Delaware, and she's writing this book while she's on her sabbatical. Uh, academia is neat. Um, side topic, she, she and I also often talk about how I would really love the academic lifestyle, but then the problem is, you know, that whole having a PhD thing that you got to do first <laughs> before you can live the academic lifestyle. Funny, right? But it's a trade-off, and that's not necessarily true. You can make money, uh, especially in the sciences, but um, but also especially not in general. Anyway, um, but so her her talk, uh, so she kind of gave an overview of the general purpose of her research and her approach, and it's just I I just thought it was fantastic. So I just recommend since there's you know I think also kind of a cool thing about Bar Camp is there's no video. Uh, so you were either there and it happened, which is like a thing that I want to appreciate more of, uh, the, you know, experiences that aren't recorded experiences that have to be experienced and then remembered, um, versus the constantly surveilled nature of things. Um, but yeah, hers was absolutely my favorite. I also led a session that we called art therapy, which then confused people on the internet who thought we actually talked about art therapy. We didn't actually talk about art therapy. We brought crayons and markers and stuff and paper and let people color. Um, and it was great. And so we just had that for like, you know, for 45 minutes. Um, we did like a little intro of, cause, um, my friend Ruth Kalinka was, and I, the night before bar camp, we were talking on Facebook because Ruth wanted, she was like, I want to do something positive thinking about how last year it was kind of really emotional and I just want to do something positive. And I was like, how about we just color? And <laughs> so then it ended up being a thing and uh, you know, just letting people, you know, if you could do it when you were five, you can do it when you're, you know, 45 or 35 or whatever. So it was, it was really nice. Yeah. I had a good time. Um, controversial question. Do you think recording conference thoughts have sort of ruined the conference experience? It is a controversial question. Um, but so it's like, so I think this is a good question though, because I just went to strange loop, you know, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but, and strange loop has, it's also, is it maybe it matters what kind of conference because strange loop is multi-track. Yeah. Like, and so, so in that case, it's good. Helps a lot. Because, you know, literally, even though I went, there's so many talks I didn't see and including some that I wanted to. But I just like got stuck in the hallway track, which is, you know, totally fine um, and great. But, um, you know, still want to watch the talk. Uh, so I think that and the strange was so great in person. So I think it might make it harder for conferences to sell the value of conferences to people in the future uh, who are not already who, who have not been to one before. I think that might make it tricky. Yeah, I definitely do fall back to, oh it's being recorded so i'll just yeah so i'll just chill or do something else and yeah so lets you appreciate the hallway track more and not have fomo about the talk you're missing yeah for sure although i know i've skipped conferences recently that i know the talks are gonna be online anyway yeah what can you name what conference just like any react conference that's what I was wondering. I was like, it's probably like React Rally or things like that. Is Ra- are React, React Rally videos go online? Yeah, React Rally's online. Yeah, mm, nice. You know, the other thing though is like, if I'm being honest, I don't really watch them. 
I like I watch like a couple conference videos a year. I want to change that. I would like to do something like watching a conference video a week would be a goal. Um, or even we talked about that last episode. Did you? Okay, do it I was week? like. No, I was like, did I already <laughs> talk about this? And I haven't done anything. No, okay. Um, well, because I, I talked about, I think, what I want to do at the co-working space where I want to get headphones and so that we can all watch the conference talk together and then talk about it later. And then, oh, yeah, because you suggested starting a room in Philly Dead Slack, which I have not done. So that is actually the actionable thing I can do and start AV Club. I think Len suggested that. Oh, thanks. Second person you. <laughs> Someone suggested it. Rich Hickey, you know, the con, the con was good. That's what I heard. That did you watch it? Conference uh, that you skipped. Well, I did skip it, but I did. Watch, that was my conference video last week. Mm. Uh, it was pretty good. It just talks about why closure. What was? What were his goals when he was creating it? Isn't that every rich hickey talk? No. A little bit. This one talks about like some of the trade-offs you make when mm. you use closure or like a language like closure. And, Are you writing closure now? No. Oh. But, <laughs> a rich hickey. That's some good knowledge in his brain. I got interrog- like semi-interrogated by someone I ran into at bar camp about whether I write Python anymore. Mm. And because the answer is like, not really, but also I do maintain an open source library in Python, so kind of yes. <laughs> but um, like now I mostly write Node.js now. I like it, but it's interesting because I definitely used to be a lot more like all oh, the languages and now I've kind of enjoyed going deeper into one and finding out weird language internals and language design things, which I don't think you can do until you know something really well. Which Python library do you maintain? What is it for? Oh, for, well, it's for work. It's um, the Uh, type agent in Python. So yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I I and my team maintain it. Um, So Uh, the, the data science, Stack Overflow talk yesterday uh, made the case that like many languages are growing slowly or shrinking slowly. Um, JavaScript is, I think, still rising, um, but Python is apparently like the largest language on Stack Overflow and also the fastest growing. On Stack Overflow. On Stack Overflow, yeah. I feel uh, like then, this is skewed because there's a lot of scientists who don't know how to program. Well, that's what he was saying was that the well, he didn't say that. <laughs> he was, he said that the growth is fueled by um, data science because if you look at the libraries used or the, or the tags for libraries like NumPy and whatever other ones for Python data science stuff um, are all growing. Pandas was the other one, yeah. um, whereas like Flask is pretty flat. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of known, Flask. I feel like there's not new questions in it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that was a good a, – a lot of the um, comments – like questions after his talk and as well as like replies to what I was tweeting on online um, was like, is this really a good metric by for language growth? Like questions asked on Stack Overflow because like you'll have more questions being asked because people are having problems and you'll also have um, less questions asked um, as something becomes stable. Um, but he argued that, that it didn't matter for whatever data science reason. I'm sure. I'm sure Elm would do better if it didn't have a there was a Gaussian curve. Yeah, if Elm was terrible, it would be higher in Stack Overflow. <laughs> yeah, just don't, don't don't give helpful error messages. Just give like a Stack Overflow link. There you go. Game system. Or just a let me Google it for you. Uh, hook up. That's why I was torn about that talk. Right, like the talk was really good. I'm not saying anything about the talk or the author, but Stack Overflow has to also like. What's the word? Justify the, the data in a way, like 
this is the data we have, and here's how you can use it. So they have to come up with a purpose for it, and maybe. Uh, uh well, yeah, because that's they have to make money and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, ultimately, it's kind of the who, why. So like I could see drawing that conclusion, but maybe that's not even a thing. Who knows? But it was a data scientist. It was a scientist had a lab coat on. Science. Did Science. they have a lab coat on? Are you lying? No, no, they did not have a lab coat. Okay. They should have. All right. They should have had a lab coat. I have seen a conference presenter wear a lab coat to a talk before, but he was not actually a scientist. <laughs> Didn't Doctor Nick do that? R- Richard Schneebs did it. Okay. Diagnosing Ruby or something. Len, how was Disney? You went to Disney? Oh yeah, I heard about. Oh, that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't. I don't like any <laughs> Disney movies at all and i was in like he said pictures of eating tur- why should you go are you a hate I, <laughs> oh, I was like territory no i was traveling for uh in-laws wedding and basically the whole uh, family went to disney so i went along he sent me pictures of eating turkey legs Ew. <laughs> at disney these gigantic like chicken wings like dinosaur yeah I'm back, um, I'm, I'm back on paleo so it was the only the only thing i could eat in all of disney that related spicy, food, a spicy pickle. <laughs> Comcast has a giant cafeteria that I tend not to go to, but today I went and they were serving oxtail, which is an island food. Yeah, and it was actually good. Huh. I was like, whoa. Was it like Caribbean day? Like I don't know what it was. They had like Jamaican beef patties, plantains, okay. rice. There was definitely because they definitely have themes. Yeah, I was. They also had jerk chicken, which my coworker got and liked. Um, but I was surprised. I don't like staying inside though. That's why I don't like going to cafeteria. Mm. And, in a building. But. Do you get free yeah. Comcast meals? No, I think if you use your Comcast card, you get a discount. Yeah, it's like 10%. Um, but I rarely go there, so I don't put any money on my card. Wikipedia has no uh, Caribbean holiday for... For today. For, for today. Oh, yeah, today's date now. Oh no! It's usually not for like a holiday. Like they'll just do things like, or like some TV show is coming out. So oh yeah, they did that for like Game of Thrones. They were like, so we're having British food. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> you know. It's Alaska Day, whatever that means. Oh, that's cool. I want to go to Alaska one day. It sounds cold. Yeah. <laughs> I I hear that cruises are really nice though. My mm-hmm. sister did an Alaskan cruise and enjoyed it a lot. It's not really far away. It is. I didn't get to Alaska. Len can go to Alaska. Len's only actually in Alaska. I can take a cruise. Don't you fly in Alaska Airlines, Len? Yeah, it's a big airline here. It's actually my favorite airline. Yeah, I know I said in the airport. Uh, they, uh, Alaska. I think they were like Virgin Partners or something. Because when I was picking my last one, it was like uh, either Alaska. Op- yeah, it was pick Alaska operated by Virgin. <laughs> Or, yeah, I think something happened with Virgin America. I've heard that this Virgin America is getting less good because it was acquired. The seats are relatively spacious. There's chargers and plugs that always work. It's the only two things I care about. (laughs) Simple requirements. So we're recording in a recording studio, which I'm very impressed by. Yeah, this is Jerron's first time in here. I've recorded in here before. Um, Um, But... It's very interesting to get to look at the other person versus oh, yeah. talking on the internet. Uh, and come come down sometime, Justin. We'll have to figure out if we can have a third microphone. <laughs> well, there is another thing. There's another microphone? No, another microphone. Oh, that's a, that's, that's a stand, though. But, like, you have to I have like recording this podcast, but coming downtown to record it doesn't sound worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I like you all, but 
You can record here. I have carpets. Great, great sound quality. I'm going out to the suburbs this evening for a book club. Oh, oh yeah. We, we, uh, well, it's, it's not a technical book. It's we, we read The Elegance of the Hedgehog. Okay. Which is lovely. And so we're going to have our book club. And I'm a whiny city kid, but I just decided to shut up and go to the person who's hosting's house in, in Germantown, <laughs> which isn't even the suburbs. It's just like not right next to it. But not, not the city. We're going to take it. We're going to take the regional rail. Oh, no. It's like, it's just, it's a thing of the Philadelphia things. I, I have to think about it in context. It's like what I would complain about. It's it's going to take about 40 minutes to get there. But if I lived in New York, I would be doing that all the time for everything. Like getting like coffee with somebody takes 40 minutes to get somewhere, which is why New York is terrible. Yeah, I don't understand people that live in New York. I just don't understand I don't if you live in New York that, that you don't make friends in your neighborhood. Okay. Like if, when people move out of South Philly, it's like... Like one of my friends moved out of Fishtown and I'm like, oh my God, welcome to back to civilization because they moved to Old City. And so I can actually see them again. That's uh, like they always complain about the subway. Yeah. Any, like if you go anywhere in the subway, it's like 45 minutes. So it's supposed to be like super close and walkable. Mm, yeah. It's just big. So it's like I could bike there if I wanted to bike for an hour mm-hmm. and then an hour back. <laughs> Spoiler, I don't. I don't want to do that because then I would also be disgusting when I got there. But yeah. So it's book club. And, but yeah, you can try and invite us out to the suburbs, Justin. Consider yourself invited. Okay. <laughs> what are you eating? Um, <laughs> you can hear that? Sorry. Um, chili and rice and vegetables. It's my second lunch. I was reading about, um, so someone in the Recurse Center alumni started a wiki page of, and this is, is private, so I can't share it, but I can talk about it. It's, it's like not hidden information, but the, like around cities in a city, what are the things that people who are Recurse Center alumni tend to go to? Uh, so that if you are visiting a city that you can find like-minded people or possibly alumni. Uh, so for like New York, there's some obvious ones like Bang Bang Con, uh, Hack and Tell is a meetup that is very, very good. And if you have the opportunity to go to Hack and Tell, definitely grab a ticket. Um, and then I was looking at Chicago. And I don't know Chicago very well in terms of the scene. And there's a code and coffee club, but they call it a running club for programmers, except that there's no running. <laughs> That's kind of perfect. Yeah. So it's like, cause it's funny because the way, the way people describe Recur Center is that it's uh, like a writer's retreat for programmers. Uh, and so this is like a running club for programmers. Um, I just thought that sounded cute. It's like, that could be an interesting thing. You used to do code and coffee a lot, Jerron. I used to try to wake up for it. Ah, uh, it was like a waking up motivator. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> had something similar to that. Maybe they still have it. Like they would make a every city that they were in, they would make a like GitHub repo mm. or a page in the repo. Hmm. And you can say like in Philly here are some cool coffee shops that oh. like we like to go to here are some lunch spots. Oh yeah. Not the same but kind of no, that's interesting. I mean, it's definitely useful, and it, it also led to me finding out about the Chicago thing that I find interesting. And there's also, like, in the same way, like, a, I don't know if you've ever been in a running club, but once the running club gets big enough, it will have, it often has multiple days, or, like, a cycling club has multiple days. So, like, I'm in the, you know, the Philly Bike Club, and uh, there's rides every day. I don't go to most of them, but I go to some of them, um, and... Uh, so in that way, it's like on the code, like the code and coffee page for Chicago, there's different instances of code and coffee. Like this instance, you know, meets here and here's the person who usually runs it. And this instance is 
run by this person and it's also owned by girl develop it and that kind of thing so i kind of like it it's, it's interesting as an umbrella organization too like the way a running club works mm-hmm. like the there's like you know fishtown beer runners i think they meet more than once a week maybe only once a week i thought they meet more than once a week but yeah i don't know i've been thinking about how to get back into my creative coding thing plan on trying to do that fast.ai course haven't oh. started yet but is that something you talked about in the last episode did i other people who were here last episode did we talk about fast.ai i don't think so i don't oh. remember it it's a deep learning course so it's probably from what i hear is like the thing out there right now um my friend jim told me about it and he's doing it in a group at work and I'm doing it with a group of recursors and you it's deep learning and fast.ai in general that if you go to that page uh, it'll show you, show you more resources and things and link to the deep learning course um, but it's a seven week course uh, where you do machine learning and things like that it's all AWS based um, so you should only spend about a hundred bucks in the class because you need to use GPUs uh, in order to do the in order to do the homework um, but I'm gonna try and do that uh, I think we're I, my goal was to start it at the beginning of October and then some life things happened and it did not happen um, but now it looks like it worked out because I think we're gonna start the last week of October uh, and then that'll be good timing in terms of like we'll finish before the end of the year so I'm gonna try that buddies are hopefully helpful yes Accountability buddies. I still need to edit the Turing and complete repo so that the tests will fail if your tweet is too long. That's on my to-do list. It is Hacktoberfest. Oh, yeah. So. True. But you have to do, like, five, right? How many? Four. Four? And you only have to open them. Okay. For what? For pull requests. Oh. So Hacktoberfest is the digital ocean thing where you get a free t-shirt. If you, oh. yeah, you get a, you win a free t-shirt if you open four pull requests. Uh, and, and yeah, and the requirement is open, so they don't actually have to be accepted or, you know, even reviewed before the end of the month. They just can be marked as spam. Yeah. Uh, so you, so no, no pedantic white space changes. Um, you could like convert somebody's readme to be all caps. Oh God. Submit pull requests. Yeah. I, um, I did that you. two years ago, I think, maybe three years ago. I have a Hacktoberfest t-shirt that i never wore but <laughs> yeah it's like i'm actually kind of good on t-shirts but <laughs> yeah just giving back everyone giving back. yeah yeah that's cool it's like you should do it anyway but a t-shirt. you know what if there were if there were a stein that's like what if it were like in arcade where there's different levels where like if you reach like you have this many tickets I'm also, I'm going to an event in David Buster's tomorrow, so maybe I'm thinking about this, <laughs> about um, having tickets for extraneous crap. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you, if you become an open source maintainer of the span of October, you you get a, a beer stein or a, an iced coffee stein, whatever you prefer. You don't have to associate everything with alcohol. Um, that could be interesting. We should make an Oktoberfest uh, coffee, though. What do you mean? Like, there's always Oktoberfest beer. We should make like a cold brew. Isn't that a pumpkin spice latte? I guess. <laughs> I think yeah. I think I answered it for you. Pump, pumpkin everything. I had a someone on an airplane, or they they were the gate agent because I was standing at the end of the the ramp, staring at my bag until they would take it and put it on the plane because I didn't want my plane, my bag to remain in Philadelphia. Uh, and so the gate agent came and was chatting with me while I was staring at waiting for my bag to be taken. And she said that the Wawa pumpkin spice coffee it's is really good. Really good. Yeah. 
And, and she also told me that she gets it with soy milk. And I was having one of those days where like everyone's going, be- like everyone's turning vegan. And I was going to say, awesome. well, well, it's good. I don't want to be judged, but <laughs> it's an outsider. Sorry, Is it? There's still no Wawa in Old City though, right? Yeah. We have to travel for it. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a 7-Eleven, but that's Well, there was one at like 11 or 8. Yeah, you got to travel. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because you can com- eat them what? Walnut. Okay. On second, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah, and Broad Street. Um, Which I heard is terrible. The Broad Street one. Broad and Chestnut. Yeah. yeah. Eh, shiny. I heard there's a lot of stealing and stuff. I mean, probably. That's interesting. It's not far from the library, or the branch of the library I go to when I'm here. The really, turning complete with the hot topics. Len, what's your favorite? What's the Seattle equivalent of Lala? Is there? Is it? Is it Starbucks? It's Starbucks. Starbucks and avocado toast. Yes, yeah, as, Aaron, as Aaron Patterson would say, support your local business. Support Starbucks. What? <laughs> it's local, local to Seattle. Shop. Oh, mm. there's shop another Amazon, shop Starbucks. <laughs> Amazon. I mean, uh, in Seattle, it's a drive-through coffee that's popular. It oh, was a lot of like mom and pop like drive-through coffee shops, which are awesome. Okay. Do you have a car? Uh, we do have a car. I barely use it. We have one oh. between me and Ty. How fancy. I've barely been leaving my house since working remote, though. It's become a little bit of a problem. <laughs> but I thought you were going to join the co-working space. Uh, I do that like once a week. Maybe you got to shop around. Yeah. Or um, what? I was I, I worked out of the, the Ritz-Carlton lobby the, the other day. Hotel lobbies. You can be a hotel lobby frequenter. <laughs> Just be more foundation. The Barnes Foundation has a nice lobby and coffee bar. Oh, yeah. Art museums are, are good, too. Yeah, they generally have decent Wi-Fi. We do have a Starbucks across the street, too. I'm actually looking at it right now as we record. <laughs> Staring at it. The, uh, I'm not being very vegan friendly today, but the chicken bacon sandwich at Starbucks. <laughs> surprising. I hear they, they also have something akin to avocado toast. I don't know. I haven't been. I, I, I think I've seen a sign, yeah. Okay. I have actually, I have a few Starbucks gift cards that I need to use. You just get a whole bunch of avocados. I'm just going to go and get a bunch of avocados. Um, I don't know. I keep, I keep putting them in my bag or, and then forgetting where they are. And so eventually I'm just going to like lose them or something. I should just give them to people. I got some of them from like, you know, answer this exit survey from this tech event. And, uh, my friend gave me his because he lives in London and I guess they don't have Starbucks there. Although I was surprised. I thought they would. Maybe they do. He just doesn't want it. Anything That's, else yeah. before we uh, wrap up the episode? No, we can we can do picks. Oh, we're doing picks again. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. Sorry, we talked about that last week. We were like, oh, we because how do <laughs> we end? We do, I think we should do picks next next season because I think it's easier to end. Okay. Do so picks now, Lynn. Do do a pick now. What's your do pick, Lynn? Pick now. Uh, I'll pick <laughs> Ozark from Netflix. If you uh, oh, like good. Breaking Bad, you should uh, watch Ozark. Uh, so Breaking Bad, you know, Walter White. Bad environment. Isn't it about the Ozarks and sad, sadness? And Great. Yeah, it's like Breaking Bad without the humor. You need more of that. But Jason Bateman. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, you know, how Walter White is like MacGyver, except his secret power is chemistry. Uh, in this yeah. Jason Bateman's like MacGyver, except his superpower is accounting. So I highly recommend Ozark on Netflix. Wow. Managed to make it sound really boring. <laughs> I, mean, I trust you. I'm sure it's good. I just don't like Breaking Bad. Um, I was cruising. So one of the things that, in terms of trying to be trying to do more more computer learning and things, 
again for myself. Um, I've, I read the, you know, blogs that other recursors write. And, um, my, uh, actually my batchmate, I think we shared a batch together. Um, Ahmed has a blog post about beginner and experts, uh, or goal versus process oriented minds. Um, and it's some thoughts about another post they read and how they think that, like when people talk about beginners and experts that, um, so this, this person was saying that the article that Ahmed read was that, uh, beginners, uh, are, they get frustrated and then it's just awful. Uh, but experts are familiar with frustration and they know that that's part of the process and that that's, you're more familiar with it and that's kind of a thing. So Ahmed's, uh, theory that I thought was kind of interesting is that beginners can be more goal oriented, uh, whereas experts can be more process oriented. And this is his opinion, but that um, goal oriented, meaning you're struggling because you're attaining a goal, uh, process oriented, meaning you're struggle struggling and because you're trying to improve. Uh, and so it's a different perspective. And I found it interesting. Justin, do you have a pick? Oh God. Um, I'm going to pick, something called RP strength, renaissance periodization. <laughs> I love it, Len. Um, if you are interested in like a meal plan or meal prep kind of thing, uh, they have templates, especially if you exercise. Um, you eat different things depending on different days that you're exercising or not exercising, like workout day or rest day. And uh, depending on what time in the day you work out, you use a different template. Um, so I've been doing this for about a month now. Uh, I like it a lot. I just, so it seems, it sounds bad. Like, Oh, I'm going to eat the same thing all the time. And this, the things are kind of boring, but in reality, what happened is I don't think about food anymore. I just take a container out of the fridge, heat it up, eat it. And then I go back to what I was doing. And then when we like go out for a meal, it's like really special now. Um, and that's not like an, a, like I miss it kind of thing. It's more just like, if I don't eat junk all week, then eating junk on the weekend is like a treat instead of just more junk. Um, yeah, renaissanceperiodization.com. And there are a bunch of people on Instagram that you can get discount codes from, too. Jervon, do you have a pick? I have three, I think. I'll just do two. <laughs> I'll say you should watch Art of the Steel. And then I've been listening to uh, this podcast called Master of Scale. Um, oh, with the Reed Hoffman? Yeah. Yeah, I okay, I really listened good. to that, too. But I've been picky and choose about which episodes. Yeah, I've only listened, like, Because Reed Hoffman... Seems like a decent human being, but he comes off kind of like a tool in that podcast. Really? Maybe I should listen to it more. He just seems dorky in the podcast. Uh, the, the people interviewed are great, though. Okay. Well, listen for the people. Uh, the, the one episode that I started with was Reed Hastings from Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about culture at Netflix and uh, some product ideas and whatnot. So, yeah, that was my pick. Cool. So follow us on Twitter at TuringCool. Show notes will be posted at Turing.cool. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.